Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. This is Jared. This is college basketball for Friday, January 12th. Uh, we are 1-0 on yesterday's free show picks uh, mm-hmm. that we know of. Yep. Uh, yeah, I thought like I, I should do like two takes, you know, like, a, yeah, and we dropped the other two for a disappointing night and then, and then come back and you and we won the other two. It's a great night for us, you know, and then just be like, well, we're, we're covered, but like, who has time to edit all that stuff out, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, certainly you don't, and and you I don't. don't think I do either, so. No. <laughs> um, short slate for Friday. Uh, not bad games, to be honest. Um, I, I have been on with much worse games, is what oh, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and even the the games and, and the extended cut of the show, obviously not many people are going to be tuning into Florida Gulf Coast and Kennesaw State, but maybe you should. Um, but the other two games are actually decent. Wright State and Youngstown State, uh, a nice little battle uh, in that conference toward, you know, teams towards the top of it. Uh, DePaul Villanova, obviously Villanova's a, a big name. DePaul, I guess I see interesting games. I guess I kind of, my brain still has a hard time remembering that DePaul is like the skid mark of college basketball. Can I say that? Uh, is that okay to say? Is that, no, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's, that's fine. Yeah, they're, they're, they're struggling. Um, but we've got uh, three picks here for you on the free show and then three more for you on the extended cut. If you want to hear those picks, get all the best bets, you can get a free trial uh, of, of all of that over on Dub Club. See if you like it. So it's a no commitment necessary type thing. Uh, the QR code there will take you right there. The link in the show description as well. As long as you find me over on Dub Club, you get a free one with trial. Check it out. See if you like it. We have a lot of fun over on the Discord as well. Ad free shows, a lot of benefits, a lot of information. We'll see if I can remember today to to talk about that before I go to the next game because I'll give you all a sneak peek of what of what you see in all the cheat sheets that we give out every day, and, and I'll try not to forget today. <laughs> but otherwise, we'll start off here with Dayton and Duquesne. Uh, basically. You know, Duquesne, not a bad team. Dayton, really good, according to sideline number 39 overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about a team that, according to the model, would be a 9 or a 10 seed uh, in March Madness. If it were to happen, it would be worthy of that. Uh, obviously, the rating that we have is based off how good we project you to be right now across the country, given everybody's health. It is not on a resume ranking. Uh, so that's where sometimes you'll see some differences. Uh, and, and UConn was a great example of that last year, right? Entering the tournament, I completely agreed with the fact that UConn was a number three or number four seed because they had that big swoon where they were just terrible in the middle of the season. But we all knew they were much better than that. I think entering the tournament, they were like my fourth best team overall. And it's like, that didn't mean they deserved a one seed. I just thought they were, you know, at that caliber. Uh, but taking a really strong team, a team that has a chance to win a game and, and come March Madness, Duquesne, not bad, not bad at home. Because, Jared, my thought on this one, so we've seen a lot of home teams win. I saw a stat here recently that home teams have won in conference play, like upper 60% of games so far, like 68% or something like that, where historically it's like 62%. Um, and that's where we get just starting off a home court around 60% you know, to win if the two teams are even. I'm going to trust the multiple years of data that we have over – um, you know, two weeks of data. That's kind of a fluky thing. I don't really see why that should continue. And so I think we're getting a little bit too carried away with this home team thing. Uh, home teams win all the time, absolutely, and they should win in the 60% of the time. But, you know, I think that respects carrying a little bit too far here. Dayton is the much better team according to the model, which says they win 63% of the time, making Dayton plus 102 and a great pick. Our favorite, the wrong team favored game, according mm-hmm. to the model, Dayton should be favored. 
and we're getting plus odds or at even money with them. Either one, anything better than uh, I believe it's like minus one twenty five or so gets you to an A grant according to sideline. Because Jared, what's your take? So, of course, if you've been, uh, I assume if you're watching this, been following college basketball as of recent, and you mentioned all uh, for, what four of the top five teams going oh, yeah. so far this week. And, yeah. uh, you know, as as that was as of Wednesday. Uh, and so, you know, still got the rest of the week to go. Who knows how many other uh, teams could lose. But when you look at and all and all of those teams lost on on the road uh, to, yeah. to the point of this conversation, how it's remained in this conversation, they yeah. all lost on the road. Um when you look at all those teams that those top five teams lost to, um, Purdue lost to Nebraska, top 40 team. Uh, Houston lost to, uh, it was Iowa State, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the model says it's top 10. Yeah, okay, so top 10. Kansas lost to Central Florida. You got me on that one. I will. Yeah, that I will. one's a little bit. It, 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 I, I see it's still within the margin of error because I think the model had Kansas winning that by like six or so. And I don't think the spread was much higher than that because we didn't have a play on that game. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the average, every model, and, and, and if we call the sportsbook spread a model, which it, it kind of is in, in the loosest definition of the term, uh, model average absolute error for these games is. Uh, you know, somewhere between like 10 and 13, I think. So, I mean, it was well within a margin of error of, yeah, of yeah. that outcome. So uh, people are freaked out about that, but like that wasn't that surprising of a result. The, su- the really surprising result actually that day was, and I talked about this in the Discord, Miami losing at home to Louisville. That one was surprising. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah, Louisville getting a conference win at this point is fairly surprising. Uh, and but, then, they, but they did that on the road. So again, it can be done on the road, people. If Louisville can go and beat Miami by whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then uh, Tennessee... Um, lost on on the road at Mississippi State, a team that uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, top 25 team. Uh, Where I'm I'm going with all of this is like all of those losses that you were probably thinking of in your head were to good basketball teams. And I'm not sitting here and telling you that Duquesne is a bad basketball team, but they are just nowhere in the realm, in my opinion, uh, of Dayton. We've kind of talked about how uh, where the teams are, you know, close together and you can go up and down a bunch of spots by just, you know, a few, a few points here and there. Um, it, when you get towards the top, like there's a difference between 39 and 111. Uh, Dayton is clearly a better, better team here. And Duquesne, not a top 50 team, not a top 60 team, not even a top hundred team. So um, for those of you that may be a little bit um, uh, shy about backing a team, a uh, team in conference on the road right now. I understand your hesitation, uh, but but I don't think that this would be the spot where I would hesitate to, to backdate. And again, I think I'll, I'll kind of uh, echo those sentiments and say it in, in a few different words, which is we talk a lot about gambling as probability. And, you, you know, the concept of all of this, and you see it every day on the show, is we talk about probabilities. Now, when we talk about point spreads and totals it's really more behind the scenes so we don't really talk about probabilities but it's there it's it's just you know <laughs> like i said behind the scenes but with money lines it's straight in your face probability that's what we're talking about here's winning outright and i am well aware of the top teams losing and in general the road teams not having quite the success that they've had in years past but you know there's still the rock solid math of probability saying if a team is a 40% likely winner, they will still win four out of 10 times. Four out of 10 times isn't that crazy. 
if your weatherman says it's 40% likely to rain and it rains, you're not like, oh my gosh, he said only 40%. Like he didn't say more than 50%. He gave it plus odds to rain, <laughs> right? Yeah, you wouldn't yeah, say that. You'd just be like, sure, right? Yeah. And so I think that's where it, it's hard for people to understand it. And, and and the same thing we're saying here that Duquesne having a 37% chance to win this game, we'll say it's roughly four out of 10. It's a little bit less than that, but roughly four out of 10. And so it wouldn't be shocking until we always talk about being responsible with our money and, and never more than 5% on a single play of your bankroll and, and usually never more than three or even four. And that that's kind of the point here is that we're identifying what a good price is here and saying that, you know, this should be Dayton minus, you know, 150 or something like that. But this whole like, oh my gosh, the home teams are doing so much better is kind of creating a little bit of a, of a you know, paranoia in people's brains yeah. wow. and skewing the odds there. But the, the math remains that underdogs will win just because we had a bunch of them win here yeah. in a tight ball, tight frame. And we're all like, yeah. whoa, yeah. Yeah. doesn't change the fact that underdogs were always going to win. Right, that yep. was going to happen, and whether you have more this week or next week doesn't really change any of that. So there's still the math that we can fall back on. And that's what we like to hear. Around even money again, low minus odds, still a pretty good play. Wouldn't be that excited about it if it's out, you know, towards minus 200 because the break-even point for this is somewhere in the upper minus 100s. And again, you can get all those specifics and those details, and all the thresholds needed for A grade, B grade, etc. Uh, if you are with us over on Dub Club, and we are not going to the cheat sheet yet because that's coming from Nebraska Iowa, which I guess is the game of the night here. Yeah, considering yeah. Nebraska and you know their improvements, now, we've talked about this team, and I mentioned it before their win. I guess coming into that game where we had the over in that game, and I said, hey, like this Nebraska team is impressive, and you got to like the direction they're going. Yep. Great on offense, uh, Iowa. I was just Iowa again. It seems like you know, fantastic at home, questionable on the road. Uh, fantastic offense, questionable defense. Right? It's it's again the exact opposite of their football team, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, this um, this basketball game between these two teams uh, is just the polar opposite of the football game between these two teams. <laughs> yes, where we were like hard on the under in that football game, and it was like in the twenties. We were like, don't care, under. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure enough, got a winner on that and, one. And that it's was on, the game, you know. if we all recall, where Iowa threw an interception to advance the ball by intercepting Nebraska on the following play. So yeah, that, that was truly, that was pinnacle. Uh, and then the kicker who hadn't attempted a field goal all season, kicking the field goal as time expired to win. That was peak Iowa. That really game. was, that was, yeah. I mean, that was the cold. They really should have just declined the bowl game and just stopped there. Cause like yeah. we, we should have known they were going to get yeah. trust in the bowl game. Cause like it could not have gotten any better than that. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, complete opposite here. You can see it on the screen if you're with us on YouTube uh, or if again, if you're with us on dub club and you have the, uh, exclusive extended cut link. Good offenses, defenses that are questionable for these standards. Nebraska coming off a big win because Jared, you and I were kind of eyeing this one from the start of like, hey, if there's any value on Iowa, maybe we want to jump on them given the letdown spot for Nebraska going on the road. We're instead going to make the official pick here on the total and go over 164.5 as an A grade because Jared, this is basically the carbon copy of the florida atlantic Tulane game um yeah. a couple of differences here and there but i mean for the most part you're talking about the similar nature of one team pushing the pace the other team being perfectly fine with that good offenses efficient offenses defenses that lag behind and a total that's in the mid to low 160s and a projection in the low 170s that Florida Atlantic game, again, the only game we know of from Thursday slate that's done as the time we're recording this, uh, we got over 162. The game had 169, model said 172. So the model was three points too high, but the books were seven points too low. And 
If that's the case here, then that means we're going to have 171 points. So lock it in, everyone. Exactly. Well, no, don't do that. But <laughs> very reasonable to have 171 points between these two teams. It would be my take. Uh, Cousin Jared, what what is your take on it? Yeah. So in my opinion, sideline should have two teams uh, in the database for Iowa. Iowa at home and Iowa yeah. on the road. Uh, because Iowa at home is not to be trifled with. Uh, Iowa on the road, man. I mean, they can definitely sometimes, win. But, sometimes they've done solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, but but the offense, I would say, much more volatile on mm, on yes. the road than, than they are at home. Yeah. So on the road, they've had some good showings, but they've had some questionable ones too. You just don't know what you're getting. Whereas I went home, like you you know what you're getting. Yep. Yep. And so I think this is going to be a. I think both teams are going to shoot lights out in in this game, and even if they don't shoot lights out, uh, Iowa, especially at home, can drive the pace to mm. to a level that. Even if one team shoots 25% from three, 28% from three, uh, they could still go over uh, the, the 164 and a half. Um, so you will never, ever have any problem convincing me to play in Iowa over if, if they're playing at home. Because, Jared, we, we've talked that, you know, conference play sometimes leads to more unders. For certain teams, they, they kind of change their style a little bit nebraska has gone over five straight games all three conference games have gone over uh the closest one was a home blowout win against indiana that only went over by five points the other games have uh flown over the total by 10 or more um you know they have been playing so well on offense the pace has been mostly there when you look back at their unders not all. They, they went under against Creighton in a game where they just couldn't score at all, and, and that sometimes happens to any team, yeah. right? We always talk about with college basketball, and, and so I, I apologize if you've been with us for a while. Uh, you've heard me say this, but there's new people today, right? But but the way we think about college basketball with 30 games is you're going to have five where you look terrible and five where you look fantastic. And Eggy you know, they could just couldn't hit, but but other than that one, uh, for the most part, maybe that the Minnesota game, which was technically a conference game, I guess way back in December, I kind of forgot about that yeah. one. Most of their unders have been when they've played really bad teams who just can't score. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then what Florida yep. and you know, both of them only put up in the mid 50s. Ryder put up 50. Um, even Stony Brook only got to 63 in that game, did go over. So, a, a lot of the you know, Kansas State, where they and Kansas State's a good team, but they held Kansas State to 46, right? Yeah, so it, it's been the other team not scoring has been the way that Nebraska. Yeah. I have no worries about Iowa scoring here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went home, Iowa at home could score off of like the Portland Trailblazers, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like right, I, right. I a little ridiculous. I say that facetiously, but like that team at home, man, they're consistent score a score line. Yeah. And so um this ends up for a great over. We've been profitable on these uh bigger A great overs. Again, that doesn't mean every single one of them wins, it just means on average. They win, and we kind of mentioned this yesterday, and I want to try to make sure I do a, a good job of framing this right. When we say 174.1 points, we're not trying to predict that exactly. The margin of error on this absolutely covers the total of 164.5. Unfortunately, if you looked at a reasonable margin of error, every single bet would cover. There's no way you'd ever get outside of that because mm-hmm. the volatility in sports. That's why we say we don't risk a ton of money on any one play because the margin of error on these is much wider than our brains want to expect. What we're saying is we think there's a 50% chance this game gets up into the one seventies or higher and a 50% chance it goes lower than that. If it goes lower, it could absolutely happen. But mm-hmm. in general, we think if most things play out like they normally should reason that this game should get to one seven. And so this one sixty four and a half and a half, just way too low, yeah. uh, a great over for us there. 
Because, Jared, I'm going to spring this on you a little bit here. We haven't talked about this. We, we, we talked about it briefly yesterday. As people are looking at the cheat sheet again that you can get on Dub Club, they get a free trial, like in the show description. You can see the projection here, the average score, the median score, really more than average. Mm -hmm. Iowa 89, Nebraska 85. Right now, this game is priced spot on this. The, the It's like minus, like Iowa's like minus 165 and Nebraska's like plus 150 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And the spread's like four or four and a half or something. So like right now, it's right on it. I'm wondering what your thoughts are. If you have any any take on the side it's not an official play it's not anything that the model likes but i'm wondering we kind of said hey iowa might be the play here given the spot you know in a situation where the model says iowa by four if you can lay four given the spot that the model doesn't know all those intricate details are you like saying yeah i'd, I'd be i'd be good laying fourth iowa or are you kind of like eh, model only says by four i really don't want to lay that exact number how, what's your thoughts on that uh, because of how many points are going to be in this game, I would say I'm fine laying the points. Uh, it is highly it's possible that the points don't matter one way or the other in this yeah. game, unless you are getting a large number of points, which obviously is not going to happen. So, happen? Yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 this is one where if if you feel good about it, I'm. This is a spot where I'm fine laying the points, and I don't do that very often. Uh, but yeah. I'm laying the points here. I kind of had the same thought. So I was curious if you were, hey, we didn't plan this. We didn't talk about this at all. So we're just, I was just curious your thoughts on that because again, as people check that out, again, you can pause and, and look at some of the details there of, of what you get each and every day on every single game, all 5,000 of them over the course of the season mm. in college basketball. You know, I look at that A grade minus 117 and on, on in the charts that we get for Dub Club, it even has the B grade threshold. I'd be thrilled to play Iowa money line at a B grade. Oh yeah. Uh, or even the, the B grade equivalent spread, which would be like minus two. I'd love an Iowa minus two. Mm -hmm. Never know where the number's going to go. Maybe there's a lot of people who are going to come in with Nebraska money uh, yep. based off their win against Purdue. And, hey, I'd love to lay Iowa minus two and just say, hey, it's a great spot. This Iowa team at home is good. Yep. Nothing against Nebraska. They obviously are a good team as well. But it's yep. a really tough spot. And Iowa at home, like you said, it's just a different beast. Uh, yep. Biggest home and discrepancies that I can think of in college basketball. Um, and so just kind of things to consider, things that we discuss over on the Discord, things we discuss in the Extended Cut. If you're not with us on Dub Club, we can encourage you to check it out. Uh, and hopefully you enjoy what you see but that'll take us to the late spot boise state and nevada this nevada team i've tried to back as much as i could and i'm pretty sure we've won every time we backed them unfortunately it's been hard to back them because the numbers have, have been so high uh -huh. um, but we've picked their spots and backed them a few times they've just been a really good team and and it doesn't show up in all of the metrics i feel like but they just like do all the right things and model has them at number 25 uh boise state at number 61 model thinks nevada is the much better team mm -hmm. um at home we talked about the home edge mattering and so it's always nice when you can take a home team we're gonna lay the six with nevada that makes it a b grade play you can play the money line interestingly enough and this does happen i would i don't know 40 percent of the time or so um the money line price in nevada would actually only be a c grade uh, because it's it's really steep. The model doesn't really like laying quite that steep of a price. I think the edge is there, but laying six is nice. I think there's a five and a half out there that I saw maybe as well. That would be that would be fine too. I have a feeling this number is going to get closer to eight though. 
I don't know where the number should go. I just, I don't really see why it's a short. Um, mm-hmm. we, we like this, how we send out the dub club. Heck, by the time we're recording right now, it might actually be, a, I don't know. Um, but we, you know, we send this out to all the people in dub club. We lock it in for people in black book sports. Again, that's where all the best bets go. And that link also in the show description, if you're interested in just the best bets in the play of the day. Uh, but to me, this number should be up near eight where you kind of go Nevada should win. Then it just becomes a, is it a close game or is it like fouls taken away late? That sort of thing. Obviously Boise can pull the upset, but I just love back in this Nevada team. Uh, cause Jared, what about you? So we were you 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 talked about things that, that a lot of the stuff we don't talk about before we come on here and mm-hmm. record. Uh, one thing we did talk about is how many times does it feel like a team actually wins by six points? Um, it <laughs> right. doesn't feel like a team wins mm-hmm. by six, seven, or eight points very often. It feels like they're ahead by five points, and the other team starts fouling, mm-hmm. and they end up winning the game by nine, ten, eleven points. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that is not. A fact, but that is certainly how it feels to, yeah. to me, at least. And so I, I <clears throat> like you, uh, I love Nevada here because it, could this be a five-point game, four-point game late? 100%. Would Boise start fouling? 100%. Do I trust Nevada to hit their free throws? Yes, I do. And so this feels like a game, even if it's Nevada's up by four, five, six late, fouls are going to take us home. Uh, I think yeah. it is. You you mentioned you mentioned it before, uh, you know, in past seasons, and I I hadn't noticed it as much. But this year, it truly feels like that four, five, six, seven, eight is just a, mm-hmm. a dead zone because people are going to start fouling, and, and it kind of you know changes the game more at the end than what has actually happened to that point in the game, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we were yeah we were talking about this uh, before show about it. One of the other games that we had is one of our uh, um, best bets here for Thursday night that like, yeah, it's like, you know, five to eight just like doesn't happen or five to seven doesn't happen. And obviously that's not true. And the way you get to five to seven is really more of a, like, you know, you're up two with the ball with a minute to go, you run the shot clock down, you know, and then you, make a two and you're up four and then it's like there's not enough time for the fouls to really get it out there's like it happens but yeah it just yeah. it feels like that game's like five percent of the time ten percent of the time like it's yeah. so rare it's like i i i'm finally in the six here because i'm like you know this is either a nail biter and like boise might just win the dang thing or there's just so many ways that nevada is just is up by 10 late and you're like there's no way that six is in jeopardy or right. like you said it's four or five late and you're like hey as long as we can hold it at five with a minute to go, we got plenty of time for fouls to take us well above six. And so yeah. uh, I, I'd love to have a database and at some point I might look into this, right? Of like where each team decides to stop fouling. And of course the issue is that that's kind of coach dependent. I'm going to check coaches yeah. as well, which I do in college football where yeah. there's one third of the number of teams. Yeah, <laughs> But uh, you know, where it's like some of these coaches are fouling down 11 with 20 seconds to go. I'm like, dude, it's over. <laughs> like just go home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. Not, not that that has happened to us this no. season Thing. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and, uh, I feel like more than once, yeah. and uh, it's like knowing something like that would be helpful. But but on a six, you don't have to worry about it because like every coach is going to foul down five, mm-hmm. and so if Nevada's yeah. at five late, the only way that they won't get ahead of that is if it just happens so late that the fouls can't get in. But again, that just doesn't seem like it happens a lot. There is probably a little bit of uh, bias there. I wouldn't even know which type off the top of my head to, to call it, but uh, obviously it does happen. Four or five does happen, but yeah, laying six is a great spot here. It's only a B grade, you know, laying some like four would. 
be the A grade. Uh, maybe five, you know, four and a half, five would be questionable, be A minus, B plus. But even six is something that I'm perfectly willing to get behind. And reasonably, even six and a half and seven, I don't think is a bad play either. Um, right. I personally wouldn't want to lay too much more than that because now you are getting a little bit more into where maybe they don't cover. But again, as we talked about, it just doesn't seem like that happens a lot. So uh, we're going to lay it with Nevada there. B grade pick to wrap up the night. That's a late one. And the free pick show three more on the extended cut coming along with, um, again, the play of the day, which is available over on Dub Club. If you want to sign up for that, uh, you'll get the link to hear us talk about all those games. Otherwise, though, Cousin Jared, uh, any parting words before you are released from the free picks portion of your week. Mm. So we, you know, another reason to join dub club, we've res- referenced it here a few times on the show about the, the, the teams that are just uh, slowest teams with the mm. best defense and the worst offense. I don't know what metric, what metric did you call that? Uh, uh, I, for just the offense, I called it offensive incompetency. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So offensive incompetency, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, we now have the inverse of that. Mm-hmm. We now have the teams that play the fastest pace, have the best offense, and play no defense at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we, we're going to get to talk about one of those teams coming up. So uh, another reason to join us on Dub Club. Not only can you find out the grossest teams to watch, but you can also learn the most exciting teams to watch. And all mm-hmm. about that. Absolutely, absolutely. And we have a lot of fun over there again. Checks out, get free trial, no commitment. Uh, if you like it, great. And we hope to keep your If not, no hard feelings. Otherwise, though, we will cut to the outro music again. If you haven't watched the video, check it out. Just as some quick things to remember. And again, hopefully we see you on the other side of the break.